podcast. It's episode 37 of Dave Elliott's Weird Podcast. That means that there's been 36 episodes in the past. But now we're in the present, Dan, you just settle on in and turn on the weird podcast. Na 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 na. Yeah. What happened there was um, at the beginning, when I was doing like the drum beat, I was uh, attempting to do like a band drum. Do you know, like, like, not like a band, like, not like. Like like Iron Maiden for talk's sake. Like I wasn't trying to go dum 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 white man came across the sea, he brought us pain and misery. Like I wasn't trying to do that kind of bond. I was talking about doing a bond, like a bond, you know, like like a those type of bands. Here's the thing, I can't make the noise of a flute because I'm not a flute, I'm a guy. You know, if I was a flute, I wouldn't be able to do the podcast. I'd just be able to make beautiful music. But I'm not, I was trying to be like contemporary, finger on the pulse, talk about things that have happened currently. I was going to talk about the 11th and the 12th because that sort of happened um, last week. And turns out as I, as I was going to get started, I firstly can't actually do the noise of what a band's drum like sounds like it's like boom 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 or I was trying to do like a but that that was better than which sounded like a lounge singer and but yeah it was 11th and 12th last week and you know I just gotta say um everybody loses their shit at this time of year like it's as if the entire country goes we'll sound like an old uncle here it's like the entire country goes bucked off for a couple of days you turn on the news mental dairy is going insane people are at each other there's flipping gunshots being fired stuff's being set on fire here they're taking they're taking down bonfires by the hundreds of police out in the streets taking them down people are losing their mind it's as if like I went to the cinema this week right and I watched the movie The First Purge and it made me feel like that film got the exact vibe of what the 11th and 12th is like for me over here Um, firstly I, I don't mind if people do things, you know, if they want to celebrate things or whatever, each to their own, that's all grand. But see if you want to do it, just do it in a dead-on way. Don't be a prick. You know, too often, people, the, the whole, I find both sides here, they justify things with cu- culture. This is how we did it. This is our culture. It's our right. It's what we do. So let us do it. Hmm. Here's the problem, Matt. It used to be culture to, like, ride on horses in the villages, kill people, rape the wives, and burn the villages down. But hey, guess what, yo? We move on and stop doing things that are ridiculous. Like, to me, people should be allowed to have bonfires if they want. If they are safe, 
and if people in the communities want them. Do you know if that's it? If that's out of the way, cause no trouble, people come out, have a good time, fair enough, that's grand. But all the slogans, all the stuff, it's just... There's no point. Tires. You know, it's just so pointless, in my opinion, you know, to do all that shit. I think any work the particular communities may have done is just ruined by bonfires. And hey, it's not all just one-sided. There are, obviously... The Loyalist bonfires, the Protestant bonfires, the Unionist bonfires that happened over the 11th and 12th to celebrate William of Orange's great victory at the Battle of the Boyne and all that. But there are also internment bonfires in August, which is of a nationalist, Republican, Catholic side of things, the CNR side. So it does happen, and they stick offensive stuff on it. But I saw stuff on social media this year that like just made me go, like, what are you doing, guys? Like, why? It was something about... Like, I think one banner said, like, fuck the Bally Murphy massacre. And I'm like, that's, you're, whoever's done that, regardless of anything, is not a, not a good person. That's an asshole. Do you know what I mean? And how they think, A, that's culture, B, that's funny, or C, that's pr- productive or in any way good. I don't know. I think people, like, as I said, they're bucked off. Like, what are they? And then tires. Do you know what I mean? Literally, people are setting fires to their own community. That's how mad it is. Imagine, imagine just people were just any other day of the year were like, "Oh, what are you doing there? I'm just setting my entire community on fire here." You'd be like, "That's insane." You go, "Yeah, well, on the eleventh, it's as if people are like, we have to set so some of these bonfires up and we have to burn them. We have to do it." And it's like, man, but for sure you're building it way too big and way too close to houses. Do you know? Surely, first and foremost, culture needs to go behind common sense in this place, you know? Like, if you're... If people burnt... If it was the people within their own communities making the bonfires and setting them on fire and they damaged their own communities, hey, it's their own fault, do you know what I mean? But for people doing it in areas that aren't their own, it's just fucking... It's so annoying. Watching the news is so frustrating. And then you watch the things going on in Derry, the things going on in Belfast, and you have both sides just blaming each other. And it's like, for sure, both of you are being roots. Do you know? Stop being roots. Be civil, you know, have bonfires, have them be safe, and just, you know, be sensible. It's almost like, like I said, in the purge, it's like they're, in the purge, they're like, all crime is legal for 12 hours, one day a year. It's as if, in that, they're like, here, we can do what we want. It's as if once it comes to the 11th, it's like, no, we'll do what we want. If we want to put toxic tires on bonfires, I we will. You know, if we want to flip and light giant bonies beside houses, we will. Yo, fucking hell. That's what we'll do. That's just like the, the sense goes out the window. And then once again, it sort of puts us back between or away from any kind of positive move forward to get the bloody government up and running again. Choke. You know, I let, now let's be totally honest. That was a bit of a rant. But at the same time, I get a couple of days off work. So, hey, you know what? I'm all for it. But just, you know... Don't be, don't be silly. You know, guys, this is me appealing to people. This is me appealing. Like, you've had Jerry Adams out this week. He obviously got, oh, he attacking his house. That's also fucking weird. Then you have him basically appealing to people in Derry, saying, look, guys, get off the street. Stop fighting and causing troubles. You know what I mean? This is me, Dave Elliott, the big dog, appealing to everybody in Northern Ireland. I'm just going to say to you, guys, just wise up. That's all I'm asking. Just be a little bit more 
thoughtful and, and dead on. Do you want to be a bit more sound? That's all you need. As the Beatles sang. All you need is love. Ah, yeah. Love is all you need. Ah. That was um, my impression of Ringo Starr. But yeah, it's just been frustrating week for it this week. Um, and then, fucking see when you're trying to go out places and you're fucking stuck with marches and all. Pain in the hole. Um, and it just made me... Made me sad, you know. I just, I, 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 just think we put too much emphasis on old things in this country. Too much emphasis on culture, on the past, on blah blah blah. When at the end of the day, you know, either side, cross community, whatever, people just flipping want to be able to go to work and have houses and flipping go to school and stuff. You know what I mean? All that other shit can wait to the back. So sort of like that. First, get a government, guys. Elliot, for your your vote, vote Elliot first and foremost. You know what I mean. I'm not running politics because too many skeletons, too many skeletal lads in my closet, and that's just mainly because I keep them as sex slaves and they become malnutrition malnourished. You know, it's malnutrition that's caused them to look like skeletons. But hey, you know, just do it. I feel like this has really like lowered my mood, and then also hey. The rain is back as well, and that's making me sad. I love the sunshine, but also I've I've a really, have we sketch, I've I've made, that I, that I want to put out. So I mean, the rain might help that, you know. That shows you what sort of a, a niche proponent of comedy I am. Whereby I'll only release like I'm like a witch, a modern day witch. I'll only release my material on days when it rains. I will do that. I will not do it if the sun is split in the skies. I will only release sketches when it rains and there is a harvest and a full moon. That's that's my sort of that's my tricepta of um stipulations for releasing sketches. You need to make sure the weather is in line. You need to have rain. You need to have a full moon. And I've forgotten the other one because I'm just I'm off on a tangent, and that's and that's what it is. But yeah, it's a big big week for me coming up. I've got my show, but I'm sure you all know about it because that's all I've spoken about for the last month. Is my show Dad in the Accidental Theatre on July 18th, which is this Wednesday. Tickets are eight pounds. Get them on Shine.net or any of my social media channels. Cha cha cha. Um. But yeah, if you haven't got tickets, guys, please do. You know, I I will literally love all the listeners of the podcast who come to the po- to the live show more than the ones that don't. You know, and I will make in my head you will be sp- as Jose Mourinho says, special ones. But I want them to come to my show. But I think it will be very funny. I I think you will like to come and see the comedy. David Lee is a very funny guy. I like him. He's a good, good stand-up comedian. You know, that's what I think. I think you should come and, you know, check it out. Be special ones. Like Jose. And be special like Jose. And uh, come and see Quality. Like Arsene Wenger would want. But hey, he's sacked. Fuck that guy. But yeah, just come come to the show and check it out. And I really appreciate it. We're getting a film. The tickets are actually going quite well now. Believe it or not. Because Muggins here booked the bloody worst week to try and book friggin' tickets for anything, didn't he? Fucking July holidays. Div. But I'm getting a film. Then I want it to look really sweet. So, yeah. Get on it. Get your tickets. And come and see me. 
listen to that rain. Ah. Um. Yeah, I got a couple of new, a couple of new reviews in the old, uh, on the old iTunes this week. So I'm gonna read those out because that's that's one of my like promises that I make the listeners. I make listeners promises, and hopefully you'll come watch me do stand up. That's that's what I want to do. You know, I offer you that in return for you coming to 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 laugh. You know, I'm basically giving a promise to you guys in order for you to be able to come and laugh. Like, I'm just giving you everything. I'm the gift that keeps on giving. I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm like a slushy maker at Christmas. You get a slushy maker, you think, oh, that's the present. Do you know what I mean? But the present can just keep making slushies. So, you know, lit- quite literally, it's the gift that keeps on giving. Um, I've got two new reviews this week, and I'm really popping off over them. They're, they're real sweet. The first one was from Claddy6 who said that the podcast is creme fresh and said that I'm a top, muscular, sexy dude with quick wit and an individual perspective on life, love and parenthood. Yeah, that's what I've sort of found sometimes the podcast becomes. Rather than just me being turned on, either sexually or comedically, you know, I'm, I'm just being me, you know, behind the curtain, the candelabra, as I often say. And I appreciate that, Claddy6. I'd love to know your, your real name, so... You know, ask a question on next week's podcast so I know and just say, yeah, it was me. And I'll say, thank you. That's pretty sweet. Then Simon says, um, which is, of course, as I mentioned before, Simon Kyle, big listener of the show, has said this podcast is quality. And in a world, in fact, Simon says, this review is so sweet that it should be read in the movie, the the movie trailer guy's voice. Let me just get some, as you say, New York water on board and then do this. In a world, in a world of brand ketchup, this is Frank's hot sauce. In a world of over 50s walker size, this is pure physique. In a world of Oh, let's forget this. It's good to listen to. Yeah, basically, I uh, I'm glad you did that time because my voice was going it's going to be like Louis Armstrong by the end of it. I see trees of green, red roses too. So I'm glad that stopped. But yeah, guys, thanks for those reviews. Believe it or not, if you rate and review the podcast, it actually helps and can, you know, make more people listen. It's a, it's a domino effect. It makes more people listen. It's fantastic. It's amazing. And that's, you know, kind of kind of what we want, really, you know. And it makes it worthwhile, because, hey, for real, I am sitting in the garage just doing this. Um, and other than the fact that I, I quite like doing the podcast, I really a great deal to get out of it. You know what I mean? I'm just sitting here in my garage just chilling. Bit of downtime for an hour of anything. You know, baby's in bed. Um, Catherine's in watching Love Island. <laughs> I say that like, oh, she's in there fucking watching Love Island again. But really, what I'm actually saying is, Fuck, she's in there watching Love Island. I need to blast through this. To go and see what's going on. Because I, I said last week, I came out last week and I said I watched Love Island. Nobody's mentioned it to me. No one's been like, yo, I'm a fan of Love Island either. I feel like I want people to engage with me and just like tell me it's going to be alright to be a Love Island fan. Because in the outset, in the very beginning when Love Island first came out, um, which was last year, I was not one bit interested in it. And now people who are like avid Love Islander fans, Love Islander fans, Love Island fans will be saying 
uh, Dave Love Island has actually been out for like four series or five or whatever and actually debuted as Celebrity Love Island featuring Frank Cosgrove and Colin Best and Paul Danan who's one of my favourite celebrities um, in terms of my world my selfish world it only started last year because that's when I started to watch it and how that all started Catherine was like let's watch Love Island and I was like, nope, sounds like shit. Sounds like I'd probably rather grab my scrotum and pull it over my face and then cut a smile out so I could breathe out my mouth with a scalpel. So te- technically what I'd be doing would be, you know, self-harming my scrot instead of watching Love Island. So I just sat there while she was watching it and did whatever, you know, probably Pornhub or whatever on the computer. And... Uh, over time, I sort of found find myself getting a bit into it until I just became fully invested. Bought the bottles, just walking around my house covered in baby oil and wearing speedos. You know, that's just what I was doing. I was that invested on it. I wore flip flops, speedos, baby oil, and actually just had my own flask, which was one of those Lucas Eight bottle flasks. But I just took a sharpie and wrote Dave on it from We Love Island Bottle. That's how into it I got. And this year I'm just even more into it. Every night I watch every episode. I'm a super nerd loser guy. But I just can't help it. I know it's shit television. I know it's my... I, I, I can literally feel my brain cells dying. Like I can feel them melting in my head. But at the same time... It's enjoyable. Do you know what I mean? It's like... It's it's as satisfying to me as coming. You know? It's having, it's a myth of having sex with a woman and coming. So can you believe how much I'm in heaven? I'm coming at home watching Love Island. I'm coming in the gym. It's terrific. <laughs> so it's like it's just a, it's an addiction. I'm addicted to Love Island. I'm pint. That's what I am addicted to at the minute. I say pint. I'm only joking on that. I'm still trying to be a physique guy. I'm still doing the training. But um, yeah, but the diet's just had a bit of a snag. I need to really crank it up this week. I started uh, doing circuits. Like with my mates, just like run it like normal circuits, but then one of them's a super fit freak guy that just loves running and he was like, Why don't we after every station go for a run to the halfway line and back? I was like, Yo, there's ten stations, man, and we're doing this three times. That's thirty runs. I'd be doing that's fifteen lengths of a row. We pitch just in between periods when I should be resting. That's fucked up shit, but I did it. And now I feel a bit better for it, albeit I had big barbecue watching the World Cup final and had some pasta there and now I just feel like I'm brewing patty inside my stomach it's like I feel like the food goes nowhere and it's just literally fermenting into a patty in my stomach and it needs to come out whether it's coming out the top or coming at the bottom whether it's coming at the top or whether it's coming at the bottom she's got to come out there's no alternative don't know why I always end up going back to my Trump. I feel like it's just the voice of... Just if you're saying something you think's important, but it's actually a load of shit. You do, you do it in a Trump voice. That's just what you do. Or the Glaswegian voice, because hey, fuck it, I didn't care, man. He's a swashier funny man, you know. Yeah, I'm losing the mind. It's another one of these mental breakdown episodes, guys. Hope you enjoy it. All this is because I'm not able to see Love Island. Sad guys. But yeah, I'm gonna have to do a short one this week because of that. And also the rain is, is making it be so cold in my wee It's making it be so cold in my wee garage man. But um yeah it's been it's been fun. 
And over the weekend there, over the 12th, being off, got to do a bit of chilling out. Got to, basically didn't chill at all because I am so, not nervous, but just pre, pre I don't even know, I'm just basically really, f I was going to say preconditioned to worry about my show, but that's the term I was looking. I'm preconditioned to worry about my show because I'm so, um, I'm so gauged towards it that I feel like although I know a lot of the step or a lot of the set, sorry, that I just feel I should be doing, you know, it's just taking over my whole mind. And until the show's out of the way, I can't really have, you know, all the level of, of like chill out fun that I want to. I feel like I'm on edge a bit because I have a bit more work to do in the show. I'm running out of time. I need to flip and work on the ticket selling as well so I make sure I have a full house. So it's all in all been a bit stressful. But apart from that, I, I went and did a bit of shopping. This week, had to go and buy my wedding ring. Get that sorted because, hey man, I'm getting married and apparently you need a ring to get married. Otherwise, it's a sham. You know, lots of people tell me. I know it's not a sham. What is a bloody sham is anything wedding related. costs literally a thousand pounds. They're like, the, I was looking at rings that you could buy. Like, I know I've seen the exact rings for like four quid in D2. You pop them in the fucking lunchbox. You're like, ah, it's a grand. For what? A circle? Like, how hard is it to even make a ring? Like, I could probably make... I just did a bit of tinfoil, some string, um, a bit of PVA glue, and memories of Mark Spate, and I could make wedding rings. Do you know? And that would cost me probably £2.13. But instead, I've paid a buck in fortune for a wedding ring, which, to be fair, it is nice. Um, I was a bit like I, I just want to be plain simple one and then I saw all these ones and I was like no nah, I like this one I like I, I've gone more for comfort than anything because you know I, and I feel like wearing a ring is going to be alien to start with so I don't want it to be like a big thick one that all knuckles together I'm a big pig trotters you know I just want it to be yeah I just want it to be comfortable and kind of dis discreet I want it to be discreet monsieur so yeah, I got, I got that all sorted, and whilst I was there, I ended up going to get my suit sorted. Ended up getting a load of more art equipment. Because hey, in case you didn't know it, I've just decided I'm an artist now as well. Um, don't have enough uh, free time, so I decided I'm going to do something that uses up even more of my free time. I'm going to start painting pictures and stuff. So I did that, went in the shop and got myself a canvas to paint on. I got myself some oils and uh, I'm going to oil my body up to be real sexy and lubed and then do some painting nah, I'm, I mean I've got oil crayons, oil pastels, oil whatevers and I'm going to do a big picture um, and yeah, it was great, it was nice to just go out and chill and then I got home and my mate Connor gave me a ring and was like yo do you want to go for a pint and I said yeah do bro, want to go for a pint, it's a good day so I went for a pint, brought the whole family line with me even brought Charlie the dog and had a couple of pints and then ended up back back in my house a couple of other friends came over and we ended up drinking at 2am and for some reason I got rewarded with no hangover God was like you know you've put in a shift the last couple of times you've been drinking you've had a fucking horrible hangover this time I'm going to be dead on and just like not give you one I appreciate it I felt good for it I felt like I've done a lot today and by a lot of mean went to my mate's house at a barbecue sat in my hole and watched the world cup final but hey that was a lot it's tough as a guy or a girl that's really into football, to 
to watch the World Cup final because although you're excited to see it, you also know that that's the end of the World Cup. And the World Cup is brilliant, especially this one was so brilliant. The best I remember is the great tournament, really exciting matches, just great excuse to watch football because you have to just say, hey, it's the World Cup, I have to do it. It's like my job to do it. As a football fan, I have to watch it. I didn't get away with it. But now when other football comes back, it's going to be harder to just explain to uh, the people you live with that, hey, I'm just watching this game, um, Everton versus Brighton. Because, you know, not uh, just would be the excuse. Can't go, but hey, it's a World Cup. Because that's what I did. I was like, hey, I'm just going to watch Saudi Arabia versus Iran. And Catherine's like, oh, but I have no interest in that. I'm like, hey, but it's a World Cup. And she's like, oh, sweet. I'd just be doing that, using it for everything. Just saying, like, she's like, I thought you were on a diet. Why are you eating those McDonald's uh, Big Big Macs and large fries? And I'm like, hey, it's World Cup food. And she's like, all right, sweet. I'd be going around just saying all the sponsors of the World Cup. Why on Tinderhead sponsors your World Cup? <laughs> For sure. And that's that's the way of the world, guys. And now I've been talking for 25 minutes. I feel like I'm going to delve in like a like a Thai footballer. I'm going to just delve into the unknown with these questions. What about those Thai footballers, eh? Getting out. Fair play to them. I'm pleased to see it. I'm sad that well, one guy died because, hey, man, you know me. I'm all about love and peace. I don't want players to die. So, let's go in and see the questions. We are on Instagram here, where uh, the questions are as so. The homie himself, Jamie Clements, has said, What five tunes would you have in your feel-good summer barbecue playlist to complement some flame-grilled tucker? That's a good question. Like... Are, are we talking songs that I just love or summertime bangers? Because, you know, you could, you could you could definitely differentiate between the two. I'll maybe say, like, songs that I really like to listen to. Um, obviously, you got to have Genuine Pony, that song from Magic Mike. That's sexy. If that's what people want to hear, get a bit of sexy in song to enjoy eating your sausage to sexy stripper song. That's always good. Um... I really like, uh, you know, because I'm a dad now and an old guy, Nickelback, so just stick maybe four or five Nickelback songs on too. Um, don't know, what else? Jamiroquai are pretty sweet. I like them. I, I know what I'm saying. Like People are like, well, where's all the new new artists like Charlie XCXCX or whatever and like Cardigan and and that other group, uh, Clean Bandit, all these ones. You know, like I'm like, nah, I like good music. As I said, like I like yo, I like good music, like Nickelback and Jimmy and that's the two bands I like. But summer, yeah, you just you just go for whatever the party vibe is at. You know, if it's a barbecue, I like to listen to some of those. Like, like a bit of Santana would be good. I think at a barbecue, you'd have that. That's a bit of the summer mood going. Um, you maybe just put like. Some sort of, like, I guess, Ministry of Sound Clubland album, on, you know, I did that. But, Jamie, you've stumped me there because I can't think of five bespoke, specific summertime tracks. Any Shaggy's good in the summertime, or was it me? 
But you caught me having full sex in front of my eyes. Wasn't me. I saw you. I smelled your penis. It was your fragrance. Wasn't me. You know, he just... Andy Abraham from X Factor. There's another great guy who can sing really well. So yeah, get get a bit of Shaggy. Andy Abraham, Jamiroquai and Nickelback on. That's what you want. But in terms of actual songs, I do not know. Uh, Chris Henning said, Well, Dave... Saw you in the paramilitary times today. I mean the Sunday life. Good joke. Seeing as all those paras have weird nicknames, what would yours be? Also, all the best for Wednesday. I'll try and say hi, not during the show. That'd be a dick move. Yeah, man, please don't heckle on Wednesday because we're friends. And I'm trying to do my show that I've worked on to get recorded. And I don't want to just be one of these guys that ends up having clips online being like comedian murders heckler <laughs> you know because that's not not what it's about but my paramilitary nickname would be let me think the, the bear davy the bear elliot or in fact davy bear elliot but it wouldn't be spelled b-e-a-r it'd be spelled b-a-r-e because i'd always be bear whenever i was speaking to my my paramilitary underlings I'd be like, here, bring them into my office and uh, set them down and I'll talk to them. And then they come in and I'd just be naked and I'd be like, right, mate, how much do you love the paramilitaries? And the way you guys be like, oh, so much, mate. And I'd be like, right, eat my hole. <laughs> and they'd be like, but, but, but mate, no, I don't want to say, like, eat my hole. Do it. If you love the paramilitaries, you'll eat my hole. And then I'd just, like, push back on my wee desk because I'd have a wheelie chair obviously I'd just push back on the desk and prop my legs up on the table and be like gargle on that sector and that's why I'd be called Davy Bear Elliot because I'd be just a wee naked guy that made all my wee underlings yeah eat my ass it's so gross yeah that's what what I'd do man cheers for the question Chris I got too deep into that there but definitely say hi, hi afterwards I'll be I'll come out after the show what I'll do is I'll come out I'll do my set I'll go in no doubt tile myself off a bit because I'll be sweaty because hey I'm, I'm awake and that's just the way I am so I'll get myself ready and I'll come out and say hello a um, couple of boys this week have uh, come out with the same story Dylan O'Neill and Alex Dixon have Come in, let me know that my boy, 6'9", or for any of my French listeners out there, Soison Neuf, has uh, got into a bit of bother. He's into some diffs, because diffs, diffs, because he has apparently choked a 16-year-old. Which, to be fair, from 6'9", is a step up from having full sex with a literal 13-year-old. That's uh, not a cool move, bro. So, at least on that side, I think he should be uh, given a bit more respect for just choking a 16-year-old instead of, you know, boning them. But the story is that uh, rapper 6ix9ine, also known as Takeshi 6ix9ine, has been arrested by police in New York in relation to an outstanding warrant from Texas. The arrest is believed to be connected to the alleged altercation that occurred in January 2018. A 16-year-old claimed that they were choked out by the musician. and uh, Representatives from the rapper haven't commented on the arrest. But um, for sure 6ix9ine did that because he's just a real, a real loose guy. Do you know? Um, and he's just flipping... Yeah, mentally unwell. Do you know the guy should not be famous because, hey, he's just a loose cannon. He should be cared for. But um, there's just enemy. The guys have done this article basically just saying, yeah, he's been arrested for choking somebody. I've just brought it up and said, in 2015, 6ix9ine pled, pled guilty to a felony uh, count of 
a use of a child in a sexual performance. That's what I find weird. What is a sexual performance? You know, is a sex act? Is a sex act? But a performance? Is he doing shit on stage? I don't know. The charge originated from videos that featured a 13-year-old girl. In one video, she's seen naked and sitting in the rapper's lap. In another, 6ix9ine is seen making a thrust in motion with his pelvis and smacking her on her buttocks while the girl performed oral sex on another man. Yeah, man, that's full-on pedophile behaviour. I can only but hope that, as now as a massive fan of 6ix9ine, the rapper, and also the act, I am... Hope he just was not aware that the girl was that age. I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt and assume he thought and maybe was told falsely by her that he was of age because if he knows she's 13, shit, I can't, I can't like his music anymore. Albeit only like one song, but I can't even like that one song anymore because that's shit sick. Um, but cheers for bringing that up, guys, and making me think my boys are a stinker. Chris Barr, hey Dave, hope you enjoyed lead, leading about pony play last week. Uh, anyway, this week I've discovered that people take part in activity called masking. Here's a video to explain it. Um, and the question is, but what I want to know is, would you, what would you do if you found out your dad took part in masking? Right, okay, well masking is basically where, pe- oh god damn it, this, the, the title of this video is The Secret Life of a Living Doll. Um, this dude's basically like in his seventies, and he dresses up as a plastic female doll, and it's the most fucked up shit. He wears a lycra suit with like ditties and all attached, so and they're like out of shape ditties. They're like the ditties out of uh, there's something about Mary that like the granny woman had, and they were just all droopy brown leather ditties. And then he wears this creepy like Michael Myers rubber mask, and basically says yeah I feel sweet because th- what he actually says and it was hilarious he's like yeah I feel good because I'm not looking in the mirror and seeing a 70 year old man I'm looking in the mirror and seeing a real sexy doll that's the creepiest shit of all time um, but what I would do if I found out my dad took part in masking I'd need to really sit the old boy down and say look you, what's going on why are you getting involved in masking like what are you doing that that like what do you get out of masking that you do this and if he was like you know I just feel like a bit better about myself and you know kind of like doing it's a bit of banter you know I'd go fair enough if it wasn't really sexually perverse and weird I, w- I would probably be sound about it but I mean the fact that it is sexually perverted and weird would be enough to make me you know I would Macaulay Culkin divorce my dad if I knew he was reading into all that weird masking shit I wouldn't like it. But at the end of the day, hey, your dad's your dad, you know? Or in some cases, for some listeners, your ma's your dad. But either way, um, you know, it's, yeah, don't let them mask, it's weird. I was going to say, yeah, just, but at the end of the day, just love your parents for who they are. Ah, oh, fuck that, if your parents are jerks, you know, call, call a fucking spade a spade, you know? Call them up on it. Say if you're a jerk, you're a fucking jerk. My dad's a sex pervert guy wearing a mask. You know, that's what he is. To be fair, he's a sex pervert guy without a mask currently. So, you know, why would I be beating myself up if he stuck a mask on? Bapper and I said, honest verdict of the World Cup. For me, a cracking final, but the rest was mediocre. Hope to be there on Wednesday, Dave, if I don't get spammed to work. Um. Well, guess what, Stu? I hope you don't get spammed to work. I hope you are there on Wednesday. 
and I hope you, you get to see what a great show I'm going to have up my sleeve. Um, but my honest verdict of the World Cup, I'm going to politely and respectfully agree to disagree with you on this. I thought the final was kind of boring. I thought most goals were preventable. I thought the Croatia keeper was taking bungs. He couldn't dive. He couldn't reach his arm out. He was fucking yite. And I was just I was a bit disappointed. I thought Croatia probably should have won the game. They maybe were. I thought they they played a bit better football. But then the day I had France in the sweepstakes, so I'm happy. But the whole tournament I thought was really good. I thought there was a lot of shocks in it. VAR was exciting. Penalty shootouts. Wonder goals. I thought it was a good tournament because I thought Russia was just going to be beating the fucking head of people flat out. But they didn't. They were really great hosts, and it was a great time. And Crazy Legs Begs, that's that's great. I like that tag, or that, that, that the handle, Crazy Legs Begs. Well, let me know what you do that, that makes your legs so crazy. But Crazy Legs has asked, do you take any pre-workout before blasting the guns at the gym? Hashtag Physique Lord. Shit. I know I'm a physique guy, but a physique lord, I don't know. Um, I don't actually take any pre-workout because I think it's a bit... You blow some some here some physique talk. You blow your central nervous system out a bit if you take too much pre workout stuff. You're too amped out and it doesn't give you it gives you a, a false economy of your body's ability. So I just say best thing to take before a gym is some big pint of water maybe if you're going in the morning and just take whatever you feel good about. Like take some amino acids. That's what I would drink during training. But I wouldn't take anything to pump me up and make me go, whoa, lift. I just pick, I like to stick a bit of music in my ears and that normally helps me. So if I'm doing weights, I'd always have listening to rock music. You know, uh, rock music with bands that are pretty impressive like Nickelback or Jamiroquai. Um, and if I'm listening to, or like I'm doing running or cardio, I like to listen to more upbeat, you know, high tempo music. So kind of like Jamiroquai or Nickelback, that's what I, I listen to. So I would just say, instead of taking any pre-workout supplements, crazy legs, bags, I would say just you know get some Nickelback in there and let Chad Kroger motivate you to get pumped. Because hey, if there's ever a guy that can motivate you to get in shape and just achieve great things, it's Chad Kroger. Super successful rock star, married another uh, singer, real beautiful, Avril Lavigne, lucky dude. Like, and I mean, let's be fair, Chad's a lot of things things but a sexy guy he ain't so he must have a great personality or whatever <laughs> loser but yeah guys that's it i'm 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 too tired and i want to watch uh love island this week so i'm going to say sayonara and i'm also going to say that for everyone who has rated and reviewed the podcast major thank you for anyone that has bought tickets to my show on wednesday major thank you if you haven't please do get on shine.net or any of my social media outlets you'll see links to tickets and then get them, I'll see you Wednesday, and guess what guys, hopefully, hopefully, you've rated and reviewed the podcast, and if you don't, I'll be able to find you, because I'm like the Santa Claus of podcasts, I'm banter Claus, I will know what sort of good banter or bad banter you're doing, and you know, I know when you're sleeping, I know when you're awake, that's not because I've got Santa powers, that's because I'm a stalker, but I still got that, so... Please rate and review the podcast. I'll read them out on the show. That's just my thing. And yeah, subscribe on SoundCloud and iTunes. And other than that, please get tickets for my dad show at the Accidental Theatre on Wednesday. And 
just enjoy your week. I'm actually just keeping on chatting to make sure I get into the 40 minute mark because I kind of feel like I'm shortchanging you if I talk less than 40 minutes. And that's what I'm all about, value for money. And we're into the 40s. And guys, I'll see you next week.